in the face of John Collins. Super Bowl champions, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host, Josh Sanchez. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a Thursday edition of this week's podcast. Yes, I am looking a little bit rough, and my voice definitely does sound like I have allergies because that is currently what I'm experiencing. But welcome, you guys, to this week's podcast. So, I know I haven't talked about the Philadelphia 76ers in the longest time, and I'm not going to lie to you. Lately, I've been talking a lot about football, but I also just want to give you guys a big shout out. I am also, I apologize for not recording a podcast last week because I just moved into my new apartment. I got a brand new place, and yes, I am rocking the Ben Simmons jersey today because, man, what a game he had. So, some takeaways, We're go- what we're going to do for today. We're going to play Ben Simmons' highlights from Game 2. Because I want I want you guys, and I have a bone to pick with a lot of fans that really, <clears throat> that really just nitpick everything that Ben Simmons does. You're just a hater at this point. But, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Game 2 and what's going to get, what's, going to be the Sixers path because we got to talk about some postseason basketball in that regard. So it's going to be an all basketball podcast for you guys this week. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about a lot of things and even the fan that decided to throw freaking popcorn or whatever. Was it popcorn, peanuts, whatever at Russell Westbrook because you just can't do that as a fan. But there's a lot in store, a lot in store for us to talk about. And again, I apologize if my voice sounds a little bit rough. I am currently going through allergies and going through the different seasons, as you guys can tell. And I am in need of a haircut desperately, and I'm getting one next week. So just wanted to let you guys know in that regard. So without further ado, we're going to start today's show with playing some Ben Simmons highlights, and I'm going to react to it. So hopefully you guys can just tune in, sit back, relax, and enjoy Ben Simmons is great performance. So here we go. More three-point shooting, and that's maybe the biggest difference between these two teams. Simmons. Oh, good move on Russell Westbrook. Right from the beginning, Ben Simmons was just feeling it. Like he took it on Westbrook. He scored six of the he scored the first six points for the Sixers, which was huge. Good for his confidence because he did only have six points in game one, even though he had 15 points and 15 assists. So Ben Simmons has been playing to his strengths in this series. Right there, taking Beal, nice little fall away jumper across the paint. That's what he needs to do more often. Thibel lives it up to Simmons, passes to Curry. Ben Simmons is averaging 15, 11, and 11 this series. So I don't know why everybody's still hating. 
Oh, get out of here, Bertons. Get the heck out of here. You see Bertons try to flop there? Come on, sir. What are you doing? <laughs> Just got on ESPN top 10 for that play on Bertons. <laughs> And then there goes Simmons with the jam. And you can hear the crowd. Like, the crowd's only at half capacity. Imagine when they full, when they make it fully updated. Jeez, it's going to be crazy. Good pass to Embiid. Embiid wide open for three. Bang. That's what Simmons does best. Man, Man the, the, the NBA broadcast is just not good. <laughs> good defense from Simmons there. Easy. Good pass right out there to Corkmaz. Corkmaz easy laying. That's what Simmons does best. Right there to Tobias Harris. What a slick dime. Nice backdoor cut to Tobias Harris. See, that's what Ben Simmons does best. He makes the right play. He sets up his teammates. And he's been playing to his strengths again this series. He's averaging about like 12 assists a night. So if Ben Simmons gives you that, it's it's good night. What a finish from Embiid. Simmons with the beautiful find to Embiid and acrobatic lay-in and one. That's, that's the two stars playing great with each other. That, that's what you love to see. As a Sixers fan, that's what you really want to see is Simmons and Embiid both you complimenting and playing with each other. So <clears throat> in that regard, great job from both Simmons and Embiid. Embiid only had 22, but Simmons had 22. Harris had 19. It was a good, well-balanced effort. Good block from Simmons on Westbrook. He tried to lob it up, and then Embiid again gets fouled by Neto and it's funny to see how Neto on the freaking Wizards now. He he was a key role player for us last year. <laughs> so Oh man. And beautiful pass from Simmons to Embiid. That's now like I believe the third assist from Simmons to Embiid. So I'm saying Embiid can hit a couple threes a night. I mean, that's all you need right there. That's good night, man. This this game is just straight up. It was I I told because one of my friends is a Wizards fan. I told him that game two is going to be a blowout. All right, so this is how we started the podcast. We started with some Ben Simmons talk. And now we're going to pull up the NBA playoff bracket. Because what we're going to do is we're going to talk about we're going to talk about what's going on around the league as well. I know I really want to talk about the Sixers because they are my squad. But I mean, as you guys, as you guys can see right here, uh, continue with ad blocker, whatever. Um, I I gotta expand this bracket real quick, so you guys just see the Eastern Conference. Well, you guys see them all right now. So, <clears throat> sorry about that, guys. All right, so as you guys can see, the Sixers they're up 2-0. The Bucks they're up 2-0. They play, I believe they play today. And if they do, they're probably Miami. This is a must win for Miami. And then Brooklyn's up 2-0 as well. So the big three, Philly, 
Milwaukee and Brooklyn are up 2-0, and they all dominated game two. And that's what I was telling my friend that's a Wizards fan. I was like, look, game one in every playoff series is a feel-out game. You want to see what the other team is going to throw at you. And then game two is all about adjustments. And the difference between this Sixers team this year and this Sixers team of last year was the Sixers, they actually have a legit coach in Doc Rivers that can make the playoff adjustments, which is something that Brett Brown could not consistently do during his tenure with the Sixers. I remember when the Sixers played the Celtics two years ago, the Celtics dominated game one. And the Sixers, in game two, they came out and they were up by 20 points. And the Boston Celtics hit seven straight threes. There was not a single timeout. And Brett Brown did not adjust to what Brad Stevens was doing in game two. And the Sixers ended up falling 2-0 and it ended up going three down 3-0 in the series. And then just barely winning game four. And then game five was a close one. So, game two is all about adjustments. That's one of the reasons why LeBron and the Lakers, they always, they they give the opposing teams game one. Nine times out of ten. With Portland, they gave them game one. I just want to see what you got. Lillard, I want to see you at your best. Same thing with the Nuggets. Nuggets, we'll give you game one. No, I got to remember, did they win game one? No, 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 the Lakers won the first two there. Sorry about that, guys. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to think who else they gave game one. Yeah, they gave the Rockets game one as well. So game one is usually your feel-out game. If, you're, if there's going to be a blowout in the series, game one sometimes most likely is going to be the blowout. I remember when OKC and the Spurs played in 2014. It was just Murder City from the Spurs. But then, uh, but then uh, the Thunder came back and bounced back. It was 2016. That's what it was because 2014 the Spurs won the title. But yeah, so back to my original point though. Game one is usually your feel-out game. So the Sixers did not play well in game one. I'm not going to lie to you. Defensively, they let Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal just run up and down the court whenever they wanted. Ish Smith had like five dribble penetrations. So what the Sixers did in game two was they controlled the pace of the game. They slowed the Wizards down. And they turned them into a half-court team. And let's be honest, the Sixers, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. The fact that Hawu Neto is a starter on this Wizards team just shows you the difference in talent between the Sixers and the Wizards. This, um, bearing any injury, this series is probably going to be a sweep. Not going to lie to you. The Sixers are just a better team. Bradley Beal is a great player. Russell Westbrook's a, a, a good player as well. He also tweaked his ankle as well. So his injury status for game three, if he doesn't play game three, the Wizards have no shot. But it just comes down to town at the end of the day, and the Wizards, they just don't play good enough defense. I know Scott Brooks is not really a good defensive-minded coach, and it's, it's not looking good for the Wizards. So the Sixers, I'm expecting a sweep. If the Wizards are to win one game, and as you guys can hear the train, the train is... Is I'm, I'm, I live by a train now, which is cool. It's cool to hear. But um, back to my original point, though. 
The only the only way I see the Wizards winning a single game in this series is if Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal each go for like thirty, and one of the and the Sixers like Embiid has like an off night or something, which is just not going to happen because in Game Two the Wizards they tried to double Embiid and take him out of the game, and then you just saw Ben Simmons just go to work and attack, and Ben Simmons had twenty two nine and eight in just three quarters last night. And then he also had 15 boards and 15 assists in game one. So we're really starting to see Ben Simmons come out. And I know the Wizards don't play any defense. And, and let's and now doing it against the Wizards is one thing, but then doing it against the Bucks or the Heat or even Brooklyn is another. So sorry guys, I just have to readjust my chair. So that's what's going to come down to with the Sixers. If Ben Simmons continues to play like this, averaging 15, 11, and 11, that's all the Sixers need. That that 11, those 11 boards and 11 sit and 11 assists mean everything in postseason basketball. You need a guy that can play make, and that's what Ben Simmons does, and that's what he does best. And then we look at the rest of the Eastern Conference. The Bucks just completely all three again. The big three. Brooklyn has been dominating the Celtics. Milwaukee has been dominating Miami. Game one was a toss-up. And it was a classic. Jimmy Butler sent it to overtime. Chris Middleton hit the game winner. But game two, Miami did not show up. And Miami needs to step up to the plate. Big time. And I believe that they will, honestly. I, I feel like the I feel like that series is probably going to go six. Or seven, and I'm sorry, guys, my hair is looking just absolutely crazy. I did just wake up, so bear with me here. But I'm expecting Miami to win game three. Miami is not. Boston, they don't have Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum's just a one-man show, and the Brooklyn Nets are too much. I expect a sweep from the Nets and a sweep from the Sixers. The Milwaukee and the Heat, I expect that series to go six. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami wins these next two. Bucks win game five. Bucks win game six. That that that's how I'm feeling. The Heat. Jimmy Butler has been playing terrible. He's averaging eleven points in the series. He's shooting twenty percent from from the field and like ten percent from three point range. He has to be better. He knows he has to be better. And I believe Jimmy Butler will step up in game three, pretty 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 well. I I it's just. Certain players, they they show up when they have to, and Jimmy Butler's one of those players, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then you got the last series, the four versus five matchup. You have the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. That series is probably going to go seven. Both teams are evenly matched. For the Sixers, I would rather the Sixers to to face Trey Young than to face the Knicks. Either way, the Sixers are going to win this series in five. Five or six games, I believe the Sixers win round two. The Knicks are a really good playoff team, but you can get physical with them, and and at moments they can struggle on offense. Whereas like Atlanta, Atlanta has Trey Young, and they have Clint Capella. They have a couple good guys. They have John Collins. They have uh, Bond or whatever his name is uh, from. They got him from the Kings. The Hawks, they have. But the Sixers, they showed you when they played in Philly. They dominated both of those matchups. And Trey Young came back for the second game as well. And the Sixers just completely annihilated. But both teams are really good teams. It's just the Sixers are the more talented team. And in a seven-game series, 
the Sixers are going to pull away and should be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I, I think the Sixers win against both of these opponents in five or six games. Six games at the most, five games at the least. I definitely think the Knicks and Hawks definitely get one game out of the Sixers. And if it's a sweep, that's even better. But it's very hard to sweep an opponent in the postseason. Unless it's like in the first round. <clears throat> so, and then even last year, the Sixers got swept. So they have a lot of, they have a lot to prove in this postseason. And I definitely think going to the Eastern Conference Finals, your first Eastern Conference Finals since 01, you got to give credit when credit is due to the Philadelphia 76ers. And then, obviously, in the, for the rest of these Eastern Conference, I can't wait to see Milwaukee and Brooklyn. That's going to be, I'm going to circle in that playoff matchup and I'm going to watch pretty much every single game. And I'm going to lot I'm going to start live streaming next week, a sporting game, probably either Thursday or Friday, just because I do work overnights from Sunday, Sunday to Wednesday. So it is a lot to handle at times, but now let's look at the Western conference and then we will see whatever questions you guys have, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. And this this podcast is probably going to be around like 30, 40 minutes just because, again, the allergies are kicking in, and I just wanted to see everybody again. I know it's been a while. It's been, it's been a couple weeks. I had to move a lot of stuff. So let's talk about this Western Conference. So the Nuggets in Portland, they're playing game three tonight. Phoenix in L.A., they're playing game three tonight. Utah and Memphis, their series is 1-1. The Western Conference is a toss-up, honestly. I don't know who the heck is going to come out of this. My best bet is the Lakers because they did it last year and they have two top, two arguably top five players, definitely two top ten players in the NBA in Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And the Phoenix Suns, I love the Phoenix Suns. I love what they're building there. But freaking Chris Paul getting hurt is just so huge. I'm not going to lie to you guys. If Chris Paul was fully healthy and the way that LeBron is at 100% and Anthony Davis is still trying to get to 100%, I honestly think Phoenix would have pulled it off against the Lakers in six or seven games. But because of Chris Paul's injury and the way how he... He can't even like really shoot and le- and elevate his shoulder like he usually can. He's compromised now. I got to go with the Lakers. Lakers winning this series in five or six, honestly. Unless Devin Booker goes off and Monty Williams adjusts to what the Lakers are going to do. Because now that Chris Paul's hurt, they're going to send everybody at Devin Booker. Devin Booker's going to see a lot of double teams. Devin Booker's going to, they're going to try and take the ball out of Devin Booker's hands which is rightfully so. And the Lakers are the best NBA defensive team in the league. So you know that's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see, though, if can DeAndre Ayton and other players continue to play well. DeAndre Ayton is shooting 85% in this series. He's giving them 20 and 10. Can the Suns players do a little bit more and steal a game in LA? If they can do that, as Chris Paul is going to get healthy later and later into the series, hopefully he can. Who knows what can happen? But right now, the Lakers, 
they they are the best defensive team in the NBA. And you guys see that night in and night out. And the Lakers got a big game to win. So we'll see how the rest of the series goes. This game three is huge, though. If the Sun the Suns need to find a way to win this game. If the Suns can win this game, we got ourselves a very interesting discussion for next week's next week's podcast. So just stay tuned for that. Then you got Portland and Denver. This series, if Denver had Jamal Murray, I think Denver wins this series. But because Jamal Murray is out, Jokic can only do so much. And Portland is a wild card team for me. Some nights they want to play defense. Some nights they don't. Game one, they did, and they dominated. Game two, they did not decide to play any defense, and they stunk and struggled. Portland really does not have a dominant rim protector. Their forwards are not really good defensively. They're good offensively, but defensively, they're definitely compromised. And that's what's always going to hurt this Portland team. Can they get enough defensive stops? That's the question to ask Portland. But in this first round series, I got Portland beating Denver. Denver just does not have enough to enough scoring to 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 alter Damian Lillard. Like Damian Lillard had 40 in game two. And I know the Nuggets still won. And Covington didn't show up. No one showed up but Damian Lillard. But with Lillard, McCullum, and Nerd. Nurkage and also uh, Powell as well. The Portland Trailblazers, they should have enough offensive firepower to defeat the Denver Nuggets, at least in the first round. Then we look at the other side of the bracket. And I'm not going to lie to you, the the Clippers suck. <clears throat> My fault, I had to cough, guys. I, I really apologize for that. The Clippers really suck. Like, how are you going to tank and lose the last three games to avoid playing the Lakers in the first round just to get whooped by Luka Doncic the first two games. I don't get it. I don't get it. The Clippers have a major issue here. And it's not Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard gave him 40 in game two. It's not Paul George. Paul George gave him 28 and 10. It's the rest of the team. Patrick Beverly's getting older. He's not doing that much on offense. Rondo's nice, but I mean, it's the other guys. It's Serge Ibaka. What are you doing, Ibaka? They need more from you. They need more from Luke Kennard. They need more from Landry. No, Landry Shamit's on the Nets. My fault, guys. They just they need more. They need more from Nicholas Batoon. Nicholas Batoon has been terrible. And Luka Doncic, man, you want to talk about making a case for top top five player in the NBA. If he keeps playing like this, the Mavericks are probably going to go to the finals. Because if he's averaging 38, 9, and 9, you're not beating that. And he's getting buckets on Kawhi. It's the way how he's getting buckets. Post fadeaways on Kawhi. Tough contested three-point mid-range shots against Paul George. Hitting a rainbow one-legged three-pointer over Rondo. These are all great NBA defenders that he's just making them look like scrubs. That's what's making Luka Doncic just so special. In the first round. And honestly, if he keeps playing like this, the Clippers are going to get swept. They lost the first two in LA. They have no fan support. One, two, three, Cancun. 
<laughs> That's what's happening in the Clippers arena. And for Dallas to win this first round, I'm not going to lie to you. I, If Luka keeps playing like this, I like them against the Jazz or the Grizzlies in the second round. And let's talk about this final series right here, Utah and Memphis. The Jazz had to put up 141 points to win. John Morant had 47. The league is in such great hands. I know everyone's worried about LeBron when he retires, when Westbrook, Harden, Durant, when they all retire. The league is in great hands. I'm going to name you at least 15 players right now off the top of my mind. You have Simmons and Embiid. Simmons is only 24. Embiid's only 27. You have Jason Tatum from Boston. You have all the young guns. You have Bam Adebayo. You have um, Tyler Hero and all them from Miami. For the Bucks, you have Giannis. You have Chris Middleton. You have Drew. Well, Drew Holiday's getting a little bit old, but you have Giannis and Chris Middleton. On the Knicks, you have Julius Randle. Uh, and you have all those other young guys there. The Hawks, you have Trey Young. Trey Young silencing Madison Square Garden. In the West, you have Donathan Mitchell, a young star. John ja Morant, a young star. Luka Doncic, a young top five NBA player. You have Nikolai Jokic, who's only like 25, 26. Jamal Murray's only like 24. For Phoenix, you have DeAndre Ayton, who's only like 20, 21. You have Devin Booker, who's only 24. The league is in such great hands moving forward. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It it's it, the you're seeing all these young guys just take steps forward and that's something that you want to see and they're all and they're so young. Just wait until they get into their 27, 28, 29 and 30. It's going to be scary to see, man. Luka is giving me nightmares. If there's one guy, he could be the best out of all these guys, honestly. And Again, he has, I believe, the second most triple-doubles already before turning 22. It's ridiculous how easy he makes it look. But back to my original point, Ja Morant scoring 47. I'm not going to lie to you. I think this series is going to go seven between the Grizzlies and the Jazz. The Jazz, they don't intimidate me. They Yes, they're the number one seed and they shoot a lot of threes, but we know that postseason basketball, you're not going to be hitting. Shots brick more because people are more nervous in the postseason. And what's going to be interesting is, can the Jazz find other ways to win besides just relying on the three-point shot? Because you can get away with it in the first round. Memphis, they're young. They're a very young group of guys. And they're just learning. This is their first postseason experience. And I mean, you can get away with that in the first round. But against Luka or against the Clippers, if they make a comeback, you're going to have to find a way to win ugly games. And I know the Jazz are a good defensive team. They have Rudy Gobert, who is the best rim protector in the NBA. But do I think he's the best defender? No, I do not. I honestly believe that defense, defense is more valuable if you can have a player that can lock down opposing stars versus some guy that's just standing in the paint. Now, his rim protection and all the advanced defensive stats definitely speak otherwise, but we all know basketball is more than just numbers. Come on now. 
Don't bring me up a freaking like LeBron player stat or something. Like I'm tired of hearing all these advanced metrics on Rudy Gobert. But they do have the best. He is the best rim protector in the league. But can Utah win ugly games? That's that's the question that's going to be seen. And can Donathan Mitchell step up in clutch moments? Because I mean, you could do it against the Grizzlies, but can you do it against the Clippers? Can you or the Mavericks? Can you do it against the Lakers? Because eventually, that might be the Western Conference Finals: Jazz versus Lakers. Can you do it? Can you show up against LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Can you do it? That's going to be the question that's going to defy the Utah Jazz. And with this Grizzlies team, man, Dylan Brooks, John Morant, they got, again, another good, solid, young core of players that the Utah Jazz, that the Memphis Grizzlies have. Just wait until they mature as well. The league, again, is in great hands. These teams are potential NBA title contenders. And they and they honestly could win right now. The West is wide open. Who knows who's going to win? Yeah, the Lakers had the advantage because they have the two best players. But don't sleep on Phoenix. If Chris Paul can get a little bit better as the series goes along, Watch out. Phoenix could pull an upset, even though they're the two seed. I don't get that. But, I mean, yeah, that is all when it comes to the playoff basketball that I had in mind. I wanted to talk about the Clippers. They were getting on my damn nerves. I wanted to talk to you guys about the Sixers because the Sixers' path is looking pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie to you guys. They should be easily an Eastern Conference Finals team, and then they should take on either Brooklyn or Milwaukee. Whew. Sorry, guys. I'm definitely just still recovering from my allergies, but I just missed you guys so much. I wanted to talk sports and stuff. So for today's podcast, it is going to be around a half an hour. So I know it's a smaller one than usual, but thank you guys for being patient with me. You guys can tune into the podcast. Just search Swoop Radio on Apple Podcast, Google Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Again, just search that and I'll pop right up. And also tune in every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Anime fans, the Anime Club will also be back on the second podcast that I do with my friends. Tomorrow at 12, 1230, I'm going to record with my friends. We're going to talk about Naruto and we're going to rank some characters. So that's going to be some fun in that regard. And also check out Swoop Radio's website. I'm going to pull it up right here for you guys. Swoop Radio WordPress website. So that way you guys have an idea. On what it looks like. I got the nice microphone. Got my Twitch. Apple Podcast. Pokemon. I'm going to probably play Pokemon this week. Seeing how my voice feels and stuff like that. So yeah. Old podcasts and stuff are all right here as well. For you guys. So just search Swoop Radio. And I pop right up on the web. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful night and week. Stay safe. And hopefully next week we'll talk about the Sixers Round 2 matchup. And this is Josh signing off. Swoop!